Welcome to So Many Places to Go, the podcast for meeting and event professionals. You can catch updates and info at the end, but right now, let's get going with a new episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, So Many Places to Go. This is our podcast about venues and destinations for meeting and event professionals. And we are so excited to share with you um, another episode, just learning more about these amazing places that we have to visit and host meetings and events. So if you're looking for that, or if you're looking to know where else you can go, you are in the right place. Our guests today are Shannon and Patricia from Iberistar. And I'm your host today, Katie Duhon, along with my co-host, Amanda Tenzer. Say hi, Amanda. Hello. <laughs> and Amanda and I have already had the chance to talk with Shannon a little bit to just kind of get an overview and hear some stuff. So we already know that you guys are going to love the, the conversation we're going to have today. And since it is a little bit different, Iberistar isn't just one property. It's so much more than that. So this is really just going to be the first episode in a series so that um, you, our listeners, can hear all the details that you need. But today we're going to get a really great overview. But first, let's meet our guests. So Shannon and Patricia, why don't you guys take just a second and let us know, you know, who you are, who you're with, and where are you today? Okay, I'll start. My name is Shannon uh, Crother. I am based in Chicago. I'm director of meetings and incentives for the United States. We cover um, all of Iberostar. Uh, we like to say that we are um, basically me and my team. I have two regional sales managers currently, one based in Minnesota and another based in Utah. So we have the United States split into three parts right now. And we are basically the national sales office for all of Iberostar. Um, we sell Europe, uh, we also sell the Americas and the Caribbean. But uh, with me, I have my expert who is in Europe. Uh, so we lean on each other a lot for, um, you know, different uh, responses to the client. But, but for the most part, we're a team. And I'll let Patricia introduce herself when she is um, covering the EMEA in um, Europe. Hello, hi, uh, well, this is Patricia. Um, I'm based in Madrid. I'm director of sales for meetings and events for Start. And as Shannon said, well, we uh, complement each other because she's based in the States, I'm based in Madrid, uh, but I deal with the whole Europe, with all the properties in Universal, which are like more than 60 properties here. And well, more than welcome to, to say hi to everybody and to be a little bit closer, even though that we are just across the ocean. I know all of this, the Zooming and the video chat, I feel like it has made the world so much smaller in a good way. But, it, you know, it's, it's I, I wish we could just hop over to Spain and have this meeting. That'd be so nice. It'd be wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> well, Shannon, I know we talked about there, there's so much for us to cover today. And so you touched a little bit on where Iberostar is. So mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about Europe. Give us sort of the highlights that we should know. Europe, I would like Patricia to, to talk about. So let's let's let Patricia start and then I'll um, follow with the Caribbean and uh, Americas. Does that work? Perfect. Okay. Okay. So basically Iberostar, well, uh, we are from, we are a chain that uh, comes from the Balearic Islands. So we're based in Mallorca. This is where uh, everything began. And well, actually we can divide the, the hotels in three types of segments. So we have the city hotels, the bits from hotels and the uh, hotels with um, the heritage hotels. So just to let you know, uh, what we have in Europe as the city hotels, we have uh, hotels in Madrid, Barcelona, Lisboa, uh, Budapest, 
and all of them they are a really great location so once uh, Iberostar opens a hotel we uh, one of the key selling points that we have is location for example in Barcelona we are in Plaza Catalunya in Madrid we are in Gran Vía so really 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 downtown Furthermore, like what I can say is that beachfront hotels are really, really nice properties, really just beside the beach. So there we can have hotels in Costa del Sol, we have hotels in uh, Marrakesh, uh, we have hotels in Canary Islands, in Islands, in Greece, so all over Europe. And of course, the second segment that we have uh, are the heritage hotels, which are usually uh, buildings that they talk by themselves like the one that we have in Montenegro that we opened just uh, three years ago. Uh, it's an old palace from the 16th century that it's a, uh, well, incredible place to hold their foreign incentive. That sounds so this amazing. Is, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, in like, uh, in all of our hotels, what you're going to find is location, great quality, and of course, a really, really strong commitment with uh, sustainability. So I think that it's um, most of all the portfolio has been already renovated and well, what we really believe is that now flexibility, uh, safety measures, and you know, and look for the quality. Uh, it's what we're uh, working on. Right, and I know, I know our planners out there. Flexibility is huge right now, and not just right now, all the time. It really, you know, when your partners are, can be flexible, it makes that relationship so much stronger. Um, but you just mentioned sustainability, that that's one of the trends that you guys are really big on. Is there anything like specific that Iberostar is doing that's sort of your landmark effort on sustainability that planners are really locking into? Yeah, like in all of our hotels in Europe, there's no, uh, we don't have any um, a, any plastic of uh, one single use. And, uh, you know, it's a really, really strong commitment. It's not something that it's uh, on the publicity. It's a really strong commitment that we have like all the employers and everything. You know, we really believe in this in this movement. And of course, for example, the the products that we sell or the fish that we offer, uh, we try to you know to get all the uh, all the supply. That they, we, we try to to buy all of our stuff in local suppliers and and being sustain, sustainable, like in the in the whole 360. Like it's the, like uh, everything kind of comes full circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like circle. Yeah, circle economy. So you know, we try to promote the the local service. We try to promote the local suppliers. You know. So that we uh, try to build a community, you know, make more for the community. Community. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I would guess that with all of that local supply, of, especially with food and cuisine and all of that, that it makes for some really neat, like local experiences when you're planning a meeting at one of your properties. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, peace and everything that we try to introduce in our hotels are whole movements inside. So, right. So I, I know we want to cover a couple other um, sort of areas today that, that you guys are in, but Patricia, I have to ask, cause you're there in Spain. So what yeah. is your, I, I know they're all your favorite. You're going to say everything is your favorite, but what is, if you could pick one, if we were coming to Spain next week and we had to, we could only choose one property to go to, which one would we have to see? Well, we have, I'm based in Madrid, so definitely you have to come to Madrid. Like Gran Vía, you know, everything happens. And Madrid is a, it's a city has lots to offer. So you have culture, you have food, you have museums. Like now with all this crazy world, we can never enjoy everything or all the services, but we're nearly there. Like, you know, Madrid is already open uh, to tourists and we, uh, we're getting like, you know, more people coming into the city. And of course, you know, Las Letras will be like one of the places to be. Just mm -hmm. more than welcome to join me uh, with a really nice glass of wine and some tapas here. I'm sold. <laughs> me too. What's the what's the best time of year to be in Madrid? Well, anytime. Like, well, uh, 
it, apart from January that we had like a huge snow here, which is like not in, not common, and so we were like uh, locked down because of the snow, and it's, it was like crazy. Usually, um, the weather here is really really nice. So now we have like 14 degrees, so you can be in a terrace, just have a glass of old wine, and you know enjoying the cities anytime. And summer is not that hot. Yeah, they used to be like really really hot, but it's not that hot at all. So maybe May June. September, anytime is a good time to come to Madrid. Nice. I'll be there as soon as I can get on a plane. <laughs> Please. And I know, you know, what we I think we want to ask this question for Iberstar as a whole, but I'm curious if it's for the, the different areas where you guys operate, as far as who, um, like, who's the ideal group? Is it associations? Is it incentive groups? Is it big or small? Like, who's the ideal to be looking at one of your properties? Yeah, for, well, for example, if, if you tell me, you know, to come to this ball, I would be more a corporate group. So that would be like 80 people to 150 people would be like, you know, the ideal group, corporate group that they also want to explore the city. For, uh, for example, if you want to do like more uh, an incentive, I will uh, rather tell you, come to Costa del Sol and explore like the beaches, uh, the culture, the sun, and and well, uh, many things to do to do uh, there. But also so you can co combine both things because you can be in Barcelona a couple of days and then jump uh, to Balearicaistan, or even be a couple of days in Madrid or Lisboa and then jump to Marrakesh and explore the desert of Marrakesh. It's just two hours flight, so uh, it's not far away. And if you're you know, crossing uh, the ocean, it's worth it. I think it's really, really worth it. I think um, Amanda and I are are based in Texas. Mm -hmm. And if you know anything about the United States, Texas is large. So the idea of a two hour flight, that doesn't even get us out of our state. So I love that idea about Europe, how easy it is to get to other places that it's not just go and see one thing that you have access to so much more is very appealing. <laughs> I think once you go to Europe, those those small flights are very common. You know, we, we look at it like in the United States, you take a flight somewhere, you never usually take another one. But in Europe, that's very common to see as much as you can while you're there. So you're right. right. A two hour flight to get to a, another destination is is not something that a group would be scared to do. Absolutely right. not. And, and like Patricia said, if you're already over there, why not take, exactly. take full advantage? So, right. okay, well, I know I, I want to be conscious of our time and I know we could talk about Spain for days because it's on my list, like the top of my list for me to get there. So Shannon, what about Europe? Fly us over or no Caribbean, fly us over <laughs> Caribbean. We already did Europe. Sure. And, and give us the overview of what's going on there. Sure. Well, I want to um, add to what Patricia said about uh, the wave of change that we're doing. Um, we have, again, the single-use plastic. Um, by 2020, every hotel is free of single-use plastic, which is really great. So that was a goal of ours over the last three years. We're waste-free by 2025 and will be carbon neutral by 2030. So these are all just really big goals of the wave of change. In addition to that, we we have two coral reefs in the Caribbean, one in um, Punta Cana at the Bavaro complex where we have five hotels. We have a built a coral reef where we're actually growing coral reef wow. and guests can go to the lab, learn about, you know, what we're doing. Ooh. It's a really, really, really cool project. I, I recommend anyone go on um, the website. It's called waveofchange.com. And all the details on what we're doing are there. We have had this um, reef, um, this lab um, for like two years, and now we just are opening one in Riviera Maya. And then we're going to try to have four labs in the next year or two. So that's exciting. 
Sorry, yeah. Shannon, real quick question. I'm guessing that, that your groups that are coming to stay are using that as like, like an activity during the day or they're locking that in as a part of their programming, right? Most definitely. Everyone who comes to Punta Cana is very, very intrigued by the lab. And, you know, it's open to guests just to go and explore on their own. So not necessarily does a group need to all go at once. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, we highlight it throughout the property and everyone's always like, where's this lab? So it's definitely something that um, our groups uh, definitely uh, are interested in. And so are just our regular guests in general. Um, and with all five properties there on the reef, is that, do you guys, is it easy enough for guests to like do cross programming? Like, can we be staying at one property and go do dinner at another? Like, is there, mm -hmm. does okay. it together? Perfect question. Why don't we start with how our uh, levels work at a Baristar? So in the Caribbean, we'll start with Punta Cana since that's where we, we were just talking about. We have a complex called the Bavaro complex. Within that complex, we have uh, three levels of hotels, actually four. We just added a new level. So we have the Grand, which is our highest level. That's adults only, butler service for every room. Those are basically the highest that we offer. And then below that, we just um, introduced a new level called Coral Level. And Coral Level is, um, it's actually, it's called the Grand Bavaro, the um, Abaristar Bavaro at Coral Level Bavaro. That is like a hotel within a hotel concept. So we took 168 rooms of another hotel and made it like a concierge level. We added uh, oh. more amenities. We added its own restaurant. We added, a, it has its own pools. So you can stay within that, you know, area or you can venture out and use all the rest of the hotel that the other guests are at. So it's kind of like a hotel within a hotel. And then we have on um, the selection level, which is just below Coral level. And that hotel is 550 rooms. It's called Selection Barbaro. That's a family friendly hotel. So is Coral level, by the way, and Grand is adults only. And then we have our most affordable level, which is called a Baristar level. So there's Grand, Coral, Selection, and a Baristar. Um, when you're staying at one of the hotels, you are allowed to go uh, down levels, but you can't go up. So if you're staying at the Grand, you have access to all four or five of the hotels beneath you. If you're staying at Selection, you can only go to Selection and below, you know, for obvious reasons. If, if you um, are staying at the Grand, you have a little bit more um, hotels. But with that, we have a golf course that they all share. We have a shopping center that they share. In Riviera Maya, we have a huge convention center that all the hotels share. We we have not the huge convention center in Punta Cana, but we have meeting space, of course. Mm -hmm. um, so the complexes are built like little, I always call them the, like little cities. You know, you have everything you need. If you don't want to leave, you don't need to. You know, if you're staying at one of the hotels, um, you have five restaurants at that hotel plus the other restaurants at the other hotels. So, you know, lots of different options. So we really do have something for every group in terms of budget and what they're looking for. I mean, our goal here is to find the right hotel for the client. And so when a client comes to me, I'm, you know, more concerned about finding the right hotel for them, not, not so much I know I have the right hotel, but which one would be best for them based on where they've been, uh, based on, you know, the characteristics of their group. Um, if they're, you know, not looking for children, then that's an easy one. You know, I, the grands are all adults only. So we would just focus there. So I, I think that's a perfect time to ask, to have you explain a little bit to our listeners about, 
Iberostar, kind of how you guys work and operate and your structure versus just working with one big property or just, you know, the Hilton in your town? Like, what is different about working with your group? Well, I mean, in the Caribbean, it, it's just different right off the bat because <laughs> it's it's an all-inclusive experience and that changes, you know, everything because once they get there, they know that everything's included. And I always say to my groups, uh, the wonderful thing about a bear of stars, there's no surprises. There's no, there's no resort fees. There's no extras at the end of the day that your guests are going to be, you know, faced with being charged to sit in a, you know, a, a Balinese bed or something like that. There's not, there's no extras. So I like to say, that in the Caribbean um, and well, I call Caribbean, but it's Caribbean and Mexico, really. Everything's included in the price. So that's that's really important to know. And what makes us different then, um, I think our hotels really, you can put sometimes some hotels in one area and they don't know they're in Mexico. You know, ours are very authentic uh, to the area that they were, you know, custom built to be. So you have a lot of uh, history. Uh, when you're in Riviera Maya, you really feel like you're in Riviera Maya. Uh, when you're in, you know, Punta Cana, you, you feel like you're in Punta Cana. So I think they draw from the area which, which they were built. That's what clients also tell me. And I kind of on that same vein, I think you've mentioned before that you guys don't have this huge, robust legal department with all kinds of red tape and, mm -hmm. and things, right? So how does that help for our planners working with you guys? How does that help that process along? Sure. Well, we do have a legal department, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm director of meetings and incentives for the U.S. So, um, like you said, there is, there is really not a lot of um, people to go through. It's me, and then I speak with our lawyer if there's something that's out of the ordinary. We're very flexible. Clients tell me, you know, all the time that we're very easy to work with. Our, our contracts are, you know, they protect us, but they also, you know, protect you as the customer. Right now, post-COVID, everybody flexible um, but we're, we're um, really flexible right now and and we really just want people to put things on the books and try rather than you know have all these stringent you know clauses of no cancellation and no you know all these clauses that are scaring people from 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 booking their next incentive I was happy to say that this week I had three contracts that signed and I feel like this is what we've all been waiting to see. Things are changing. People are signing contracts. I'm getting a lot more RFPs. So whatever is happening, uh, let's cross our fingers and hope that this is the wave you know, of the future right now that we're all kind of getting out of it. But yeah, flexibility is key. And I think our partners that we work with know that, that we're, we're there to, to partner um, and make things as easy as possible. I think that that definitely sounds like something that's unique to you guys. I mean, your commitment, you know, to Iberostar, but also to, you know, your potential clients. It just, you can just hear it, everything you're saying from the way you were explaining the properties and just how unique everything is and how little you want your clients to worry. It's wonderful to hear as a planner because um, that's what we want. We want, you know, the commitment we have, you know, to be the same commitment you have to us. So it's, I definitely think that that seems to be something that's unique to you guys and sets you apart. You know, it's, right. it's wonderful to hear. Well, thank you, Amanda. I, I appreciate that. So Shannon talking about, we know like at the time we're recording this, we know that the COVID-19 landscape and how that's changing things. And like you said, we're 
we think we're slowly moving in toward the upswing and we're all obviously us based as far as like travel and travel restrictions into the Caribbean. Like, what does that look like right now? Well, it's, um, it's pretty easy, actually. The only, um, the only area. Okay. So where we have hotels, if, if I haven't even mentioned that is, um, in Mexico, we have Punta Cana as Dominican Republic, but we also have other areas of, of, of Dominican Republic. We are in Casa Dorado and our Plato, uh, Puerto Plata, sorry, is our Casa Dorado hotel, Puerto Plata, which is kind of in the middle of Dominican Republic. And then we have in, um, about an, 45 minutes from Punta Cana, we have a hotel called Dominicana and our Hacienda Dominicana. And it's a beautiful hotel and it's where all the people from Punta Cana go to vacation. So um, and they get away from the crowds, they go to this area. Um, so anyways, we have some, some different areas in, in uh, Dominican Republic. So we're in Mexico, Dominican Republic and Jamaica. Mm. Okay, in Mexico, we have a, a lot of different areas, but just for argument's sake, let's focus on those three areas. Jamaica mm-hmm. is the only one right now that requires a negative COVID test to enter Jamaica. Okay. Um, and as you may have heard, the antigen test to get back to the United States is no, regardless where you travel, the CDC has implemented that. And so if you're in Jamaica, Mexico, or Caribbean, basically anywhere outside the U.S., you need an um, antigen test to uh, return home. And we are providing that free in our hotel for all guests. So it's oh, very okay. easy. Um, and we, as soon as you check in, we let you know when you need to take it because it's a certain time frame from before you leave the hotel. It has to be within 48 hours. And and it's super easy and it's included. So it's going very well. And if you were knock on wood to be uh, test positive, we would, we have an extended care program. We will put you up for the 14 days at no charge so that you can be basically, you know, uh, get better <laughs> and um, not infect anyone. And that would not be something you'd need to pay for. So that is a program that we've launched um, as well, which is just a sense of security for our yeah, guests. That's- that's really nice. I think as meeting professionals, you know, we're always making contingency plans and thinking of like, what questions are everyone going to ask? So when you say like, you need a test, then we go into like, okay, well, where do we get the test and how do we do it? And how long do we need? So the fact that you guys have already thought through that. And then the extended care is, I mean, that really takes the risk out of coming, which I think rolls over to, it makes our job easier because we can answer that question mm-hmm. and gives a greater sense of security. Attendees can go ahead and come without having to worry about like the what ifs and those two weeks. So that's, um, that's really incredible and makes it, I mean, again, it really takes out that like concern of can we, should we, you know, so that's fabulous. It's yeah, the, Katie, they, they, I get a questions right now about how long will the testing last? Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm telling my clients it lasts until the CDC says we don't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, because right. I'm getting people contracting for next year saying, will you provide the antigen test? If the CDC is not requiring us and no one is needing the test to go home, then chances are we probably wouldn't continue the test 
uh, a year from now, um, mm. you know, but as we need it, we will continue to provide it. Um, we're all hoping that in a year from now, we won't be talking about tests and we'll be, you know, um, in a way different world, right? Um, mm. But I just want to let you know that, that that antigen test will be there for as long as we need it. So there's no, you know, we're only doing it for two months. No, uh, it's, it's in place for as long as the CDC requires it. And same with the extended for any groups. And if we need to extend it, we will. Right, right. And it, exactly what you said. We don't, we don't have all the answers to all this. And this is, you know, where we are right now. And, and we know things are going to change, but we can't ignore what's going on right now either, because it absolutely is having an effect on, on our events landscape for sure. the foreseeable future. We just don't know exactly how that'll change. If we've learned anything, it's that it will continue to change. It just won't go away just yet. So, you know, that's definitely stuff we want to be aware of. Okay, gang, I'm going to take a quick detour, so stay with me here. As you get to know the IMM team as your hosts, we also want you to get to know IMM as a company, too. In a nutshell, we are a meeting, events, and consulting firm going on 35 years of great service and relationships. We're bringing you this podcast to support our industry, which is built on some of the things that we also value most, like great relationships, collaboration, and delivering incredible experiences. We work with clients in whatever capacity they need, be it full service or a la carte. So take a minute and type in immwow.com and go check out our list of services to find out more about what we can do for and with you. I might be biased, but I have to say, I love working with our team and I know that you will too. Until then, safe travels and happy listening. Amanda and I sort of have like our list of hot button questions that we wanted to go through for our planner listeners. Um, but we also know like, again, we're looking at this from, from that 30,000 foot view standpoint and that some of these, you know, we'll be able to dig into the specifics of, you know, the Bavaro complex and all of that as we go. So I'm curious right now for, for the meeting professionals who are working with you, what is their favorite? What keeps them coming back? What do they comment on or always say like, this is why we're coming back to Iberia This is why we love working with you. Okay. If I don't have to pick a property, but I can give you reasons why I feel like they come back. Um, yeah. What I hear the most is gastronomy and our food is really, um, I think, what sets a Barristar apart from um, the rest. I hear it from clients ongoing that that a Barristar really, really is not the typical all-inclusive food. They they feel that that our food is really, really amazing, and I and I agree. Our international buffets are very, very elaborate. And I always tell clients, I know that a la carte sound the best because, you know, it's an a la carte restaurant, Mm -hmm. but don't underestimate the buffet because the flexibility that the buffet has to be able to show up when you want, just, you know, we have reservations at the other ones and that doesn't mean you can't get a reservation, but it's still a little bit more stringent. If someone's had a long day in the Caribbean and they just want to go with the flow, which a lot of us do, the International Buffet is wonderful because you can just show up whenever you want. And the, the food is cooked to order. There's a lot of differences in the buffets today than there was a year ago, but um, it's fine. It's just guests can't serve themselves. We serve you. So a lot of things are already portioned out. If you're going to have a you know small you know side, they put them in 
<clears throat> you know, containers for you and no one's touching any utensils and things like that, but that's all, you know, standard um, right now. But the food is definitely something that I hear over and over again of why we are coming back. And I think food's just very important um, to clients and just everybody when you're on vacation. So that's our number one, I think, feedback I get from clients. And the other thing is the location of where we're at. We pick beautiful, beautiful beaches. And that's what our company is known for is to build on the best beaches that we can find. And we've done a really good job of, of selecting uh, the locations. So they love our beaches, you know, in Riviera Maya, we have basically three, like two to three miles of our own beach because we have five hotels that one after another. So if you want to walk on the beach, it's it's kind of like it's Bear Stars Beach. A lot of private, you know, private, private uh, feeling of when you're at a Bear Star. And I know this is hard because, you know, this is a podcast, so it's audio format. But I, I think, you know, we're going to get these pictures and these images and the website links and all that stuff from you so that our listeners can go and find that information, actually go look at these beautiful beaches and the coral and the beautiful properties. So we'll definitely have that, those extra resources. I'm curious though, you know, in this day and age, a lot of times where everybody starts to go look and find out like, where do I want to go or what does Aviarstar have for me is a Google search or the website. So I'm wondering what will people not get from a Google search or just from your website? Good question. Um, I think they would have a hard time understanding maybe the levels that I talked about with you, because it's not that easy for someone to, to always understand that just from going on the website, because you, you can go on a Baristar and it'll show you all the hotels and the Caribbean, but you're not always sure is, is, you know, unless it's a grand because it says grand selection, a bear star, it can be a little confusing to people. So I would say that that would be something that's not just right on the website. And it's, it's not easy to find, let's put it that way. Some of the other things that they may not see from the website is, um, you know, we have a wonderful a team called Friends Team that are um, constantly entertaining our clients by the pool, bingo. Every hour on the hour, there's a different activity. Uh, we do spin in the in the water at all of our hotels. So there's a spin instructor outside of the water and the guests are in the water doing spin class. That's super fun. We do aerobics by the pool. Um, we do Pilates and yoga often in a little area by the pool. Um, we have volleyball going in the, you know, activity pool. So lots of um, different activities that they wouldn't see on the website until they came to a Bear Star. They really wouldn't understand the, the level of entertainment and activities we have for the guests, which I think is really super important. Is and that I think that, across, that keeps people coming back. Is that across all properties, even in Europe as well? Um, you know what? I won't speak for Europe on the activities. I'm sure the beach ones have that mm-hmm. for sure. Do they, Patricia? Yeah. Well, actually, on the beach hotels, we have, we have activities and, you know, on that type of, it's more or less the same as in Caribe. But even though in the city hotels, we also do activities. For example, we do talks about the sustainability and how the things that we do in the hotel. So maybe we can open their eyes to some of the clients. So it's not only on the beachfront hotels that we have the entertainment team. In the city hotels, we also have, it's not the entertainment team, but maybe the um, more cultural and education. 
and uh, we are more than open and uh, more now uh, uh, to do these type of things. So, you know, we also offer that type of service to the fans. That's great. It's nice to know that you have, you still have something else, one more unique factor, you know, whether you're at the beach or in the city, it's nice to know because no matter what size the group is, they're always looking for something, something different, something new experience. So that's good to know as well. Absolutely. And, and to that point, you know, this, this huge trend of experience and unique things and getting outside of the traditional meeting space and ballroom, it sounds like you guys have a lot right there at your fingertips for groups to leverage and incorporate into any of their programming or whether it's incentive stuff to be able to get out of the box really easily without having to like reinvent the wheel. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, sometimes if they want to do like a beach Olympics, we, we have a small charge because there's a lot of setup involved and we need staff and we usually have to set up bars because, you know, beach Olympics right. requires a cocktail <laughs> sometimes, uh, you know, but, but we have a lot of groups that love like, you know, doing things on the beach and we have a team that can put it in place and it's a small fee. Um, but other than that, everything's included. It just depends, you know, sometimes if they want to get elaborate and they, you know, need to get a lot of setup going, um, that's when we, you know, charge. But other than that, it's, it's pretty, pretty much, uh, like you said, available to clients to use and they all do. And uh, we get a lot of incentives that have a lot of free time. You know, they have a welcome dinner and a farewell dinner and the rest of the time they just want their people having fun and they'll all be together, but they don't have to be together, but they end up being together because that's why they're there. And they end up being by the pool and they end up playing bingo together and they end up doing, you know, well, if you see your, you know, uh, co-worker doing aerobics, well, you can't just watch. You have to get in the water too, right? Right, right. <laughs> Otherwise you feel a little guilty. Absolutely. Okay, so Shannon, we asked Patricia this this question, so now we're putting you on the spot. All these beautiful properties, all these wonderful places, you know, we've got Mexico and Dominican, all that. What is your personal favorite? If you got to leave tomorrow, where are you going? Oh, it's always the hardest question because I God, I have a really hard time picking a favorite. But if you're going to make me pick a favorite, I guess I'll have mm-hmm. to. We're making you. Um, okay. <laughs> um, and, you know, I feel like other hotels are going to be upset with me if I say that not theirs. I'm just kidding. Um, well, I would say our flagship uh, Grand Pariso. It was the first Grand that we built in um, Riviera Maya. And it's a really, really, really beautiful hotel. The other Grands are beautiful, too. Don't get me wrong. But there's mm-hmm. just something about that one that I would say because maybe it was the flagship first one. It's a little bit unique. Um, and I just I would have to say that that I've been there a lot and, and uh, just every time it's just, it's a beautiful. So if I have to pick one, I'd pick the Grand Pariso and Riviera Maya. We understand that they're all your favorite. <laughs> exactly. But if, if tomorrow on the spot, you had to, you know, get on a plane, yes. you had to yes. make a decision. Yes. Do, in Mexico though, if, if you don't mind, just to give, um, you know, the listeners uh, an idea of where we are in Mexico, because it is yeah. pretty substantial. Okay. So I'm just going to run through where we are in Mexico for argument's sake. We have a hotel in Puerto Vallarta. It's in Punta Mita. It's called Playa Mita. So that's about 40 minutes outside of Puerto Vallarta. A lot of people don't realize we have that hotel there. It was built in 2000. Uh, 
13, uh, 12, 12, sorry. Uh, beautiful hotel, 452 rooms um, on the ocean there in Punta Mita. And that is an area that is really growing quite a bit. It's a quiet area. It's only minutes, 15 minutes from Sayulita. So it's a, it's a great area. We're also building a grand there in the next couple of years. We broke ground, so that'll be coming. So the selection Playa Mita is a family friendly. And then in Mexico, we have the Riviera Maya. We have five hotels in that complex. We also have two hotels in Cancun on the Strip. We have a coral level, which is an adult only tower. And then we have a family friendly called the Star Cancun. And then in uh, Cozumel, we have a hotel. That's a great hotel for divers. Um, Cozumel is a great area for you know, people that wanna go diving. And we have a, you know, great reefs right off the, um, off the hotel. We also have a dive center. I mean, it's it's really, truly a great place for diving. Um, we also have um, near Playa del Carmen, we have Tucan and Kitzel, which is two hotels side by side. Those those have been with the prop, the, those were the first ones we built in Mexico. And um, people love these hotels. They're identical and they have the share of the pools in the middle. So that's a selection level, very affordable, but still delivers a really nice product. Uh, so that's just outside of Playa del Carmen. And that's Mexico. So for argument's sake, I just wanted to give you an idea of where we were in Mexico, because in Jamaica, we're in one spot, that's Montego Bay. And then in Punta, in Punta Cana, I already referenced um, Dominican Republic, sorry, we have those three areas. So that gives you an overview of where we are in the Caribbean and Mexico. All this makes us sound like, you know, for, for anybody who's familiar with a lot of the places you mentioned in Mexico, it's, uh, for travelers coming in from outside, like easy enough to, to get from the airport in, you know, there's plenty of transportation and even like safety wise, is there anything else you want to comment on as far as like safety, anybody who's maybe not familiar with the area, what's good to know yeah. about getting in yes. and to your property? Yes, I would say the, what I love about our properties is they're not more than 30 minutes from the airport in any case. That's great. Cancun is 15 minutes from the airport if you want to go to the Cancun downtown hotel and you're only another 20 minutes to get to Riviera Maya. So um, Cancun is very easy, accessible airport, as everyone knows, it can be inexpensive to fly to and very easy once you land to, to get to the hotels very quickly. Uh, we work with DMCs. We don't have our own transportation in-house, but I have a lot of great DMC partners that work with my groups on um, their transfers. You were referring to Mexico only um, in general. Um, yeah, Punta, in general. Yeah, in general, in Dominican Republic, uh, Punta Cana, we're 20 minutes from the airport. And in Jamaica, we're 22 minutes from the airport. It's like a couple minutes over 20. I just say 20 minutes. Uh, so very easy to get to the hotels. So that's nice. You know, you don't have a, people don't want to be in a uh, transfer for more than 30 minutes. We've, we've, we've learned. Right. Uh, the longest transfer we have is Punta Mita and that's 40 minutes, but it's worth it once you get there because you're outside of Puerto Vallarta, you know, you're really in a secluded uh, beach area that people love. We just need to tell everybody allow just a little extra time for travel. So you're going to really max your time while you're there, right? Sure, absolutely. All this is awesome. Amanda, I feel like we've learned a lot. We're going to have a bunch more questions about some of these specific places because you mentioned the diving center. I know I would like to learn more about that. I love these sort of interesting things. If I'm going somewhere, I I'm one of those, those people right now. Like if I'm going, I want to experience whatever's there, right? Mm -hmm. Like I want to see the thing that I, the thing that's there that I can't do somewhere else. Absolutely. And, um, but we have a couple of just sort of like our little bit of fun rapid fire questions for both of you. So Amanda, what do you think? Should we dive in? Yeah, that sounds good. 
Um, I think, you know, a really important question is what's your favorite thing about going to a new place? It's kind My, of a big question, but you know, what excites you, right? When you walk into a new place, like what is it that you're the most excited about? Is it trying the food? Is it exploring, you know, something behind the scenes? What, what's your favorite thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, a great question. I, I think for me, it would be discovering something new. I, I like to go in and learn behind the scenes. Like you said, I want to try everything that there is to try. You know, if, if there's something, you know, that someone says you have to see, I want to know what those are. Um, I'm like, Katie, if I go to a place, I want to in really in, in engulf myself into what there is to do mm-hmm. and not leave saying, oh my God, all I did was sit in a lounge chair by the beach and I didn't really see anything. That, that to me would be not my goal. So get out. Like, you know. You're like me. It's really hard. Like you're on vacation because you know maybe you want to go and you want to rest, but you're like, but I can only do this while I'm here. I can exactly. do what I'm <laughs> Yeah. I'd rather be moving and, and seeing a lot than I would just being sitting idle. Okay. Well, why don't you take the next question? How's that? Okay. <laughs> yeah, better. Okay. So you're already in a beautiful place. We want to know from both of you guys, if you could go anywhere, doesn't have to be an Star location. If you could go anywhere, where would you be traveling? Ibiza. <laughs> Madrid is a, such a nice city, but the only problem is that we don't have a sea. So, and we, uh, it's, it's really, really hard. It's just the only thing that I'm thinking, me, my family, and all my friends is just going to the beach. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> I want to get to the Balearic Islands. Yeah. I want to get to um, Palma um, de Mallorca really badly. So kind of the same area. It's yeah, just both beautiful. Both really. Right oh, now, I, I told you guys earlier, Spain's on the top of my list. My family's been talking about it. Yep. And um, Spain and Greece have kind of been like at the top of my like you know, trying to go. So I know I'm, I'm itching to get to Europe. It's been quite a few years, uh, since I've been, and I'm just, I'm ready to go. And after this conversation, I would love to go to the Caribbean and I plan to go. It's obviously closer, but the minute I can get on a plane, you know, to go to Europe, I'm, I'm there. (laughs) I agree. No, okay. Amanda just said something that I, I wanted to ask both of you because I feel like this is one of those things that, that can go either way. Shannon, for you, Caribbean or Caribbean? <laughs> Caribbean, for sure. <laughs> Patricia, how do you say that? Caribe. <laughs> That's <it. laughs> yeah. That sounds much better. I want to start using that. <laughs> I'm just going to switch over. It sounds much <laughs> It does. Okay, I have one more question for you guys and then and then we'll wrap up here. But, you know, you've both been in the um, hospitality industry for a while. And I think we all agree, you know, part of the reason we're doing this podcast is because we all love this industry and being a part of it. I'm really curious for both of you guys, what is your favorite part of being in tourism and hospitality? For me, definitely, it's the relationships that I've built. And, you know, right now, this has been a hard year for our industry. We know um, so many friends that are out of work. But I think in any industry, I don't know if you have the camaraderie that we do where people pull together and we know we'll get through this. And this is, you know, going to be we're going to be stronger in the end. But I think that's what I love so much about the industry is just the, the relationships and the people 
that I've worked with have been in this industry for 25 years and um, doing, you know, hotels and cruises, always working with the same clients. And um, it just seems like that's my favorite part is working with my clients, people like you who partner and know that, you know, if you have an RFP, you can rely on me and I can rely on you, that type of thing. Patricia, what about you? What's your favorite part of being in our industry? Yeah, the same relations and uh, people that, you know, they really believe it's just something that uh, uh, we are really hard workers. So, and it's, it's something that I really appreciate. We are multitask people that we can be uh, doing anything that we, we, uh, we want. So uh, it's something that is a really hard time now, but I think um, that when everything recovers in like, I think in all the destinations that tourists, it's uh, a good professional people in the, in the whole hospitality industry. Yeah, I agree. What about you guys, Katie and, and Amanda? I'm, I'm interested in your response to this. Amanda, you go first. <laughs> oh, um, I'm a talker. I love to talk. And I think that it serves me well in hospitality. Um, there's always someone to talk to, something to learn, a conversation to be had. Um, so that plus, I'm a, I'm a people pleaser. I love doing things for people. I love helping people. And hospitality has always naturally lent itself to that. So Very being true. able to talk and do things for people, because um, hospitality is it's so many things, right? Um, it's not just hotels or events or meetings. It's it, There's all the little things, right, that could be considered hospitality. So for me, the the loving to talk to people and then being able to do things for people, married it, it marries itself in hospitality. Yeah, I love that. Um, I, I I love this question because uh, probably a year or two ago, I really spent some time thinking about it and had this like revelation of what it is that I do love so much. And of course, being on the meeting professional, you know, planner, event manager side, for me, it's it. There's we we do so much to enable other things to occur, and that, that sounds sort of guarded, but. Um, you know, it, I think any event planner knows, like, we don't just throw parties, right? We're not just putting things together just for fun. We're gathering people together for a purpose, for a reason. So educational meetings, you know, if if doctors are getting together for an educational conference, it's because they're advancing medicine and science and research or, you know, nonprofit organizations who are raising money for causes. So we're sort of that driving engine behind them being able to do what they do and, you know, there's the glamorous side of it, too. I won't lie. I love the perks of what we do, the travel, the locations and um, getting to see new places and getting to work with so many people. Um, so I, I think the other side of that coin is, like you said, Shannon, the relationships. I just love it. So mm-hmm. I think there's so much to love. And I'll say that I've always felt super blessed um, as long as I've been doing this, that when people, you know, talk about the jobs that they do, you know, and when you meet people and they ask what you do. I've always been able to say genuinely, I love what I do and the people that I get to work with. So I am super blessed by that, I know. I I agree completely with everything you just said. Well, guys, this has been a a fantastic conversation. I'm, I'm glad this isn't the last one that we're planning to have, you know, down the road as we dive a little deeper, maybe into a couple of the properties that you guys have. But before we like close it out and wrap it up, are there any kind of final comments or you know, for our listeners, we said we're going to have some of those photos and links to the website and maybe else contact information, but, you know, we know they're going to get to talk to you. So how do they reach you or what do you want them to know as we close out? Okay, I'll go first, if you don't mind. I mean, you'll share my contact information, I'm sure. 
Um, but um, we have a website, it's called the Bear Star Meetings forward slash US. So it has all my contact information, my team's contact information, um, regardless of, of where you're located, I'll put you in the right hands. Um, but what I wanna leave um, everyone with is, no meeting in the Caribbean, Mexico, or even in Europe is too small for a barrister. I always like to let my clients know that if you have a meeting that's 25 couples, or you have a meeting that's 150, the 25 couples is just as important to us as the, the 150 uh, couples, okay? So we have a lot of need for those small niche groups that maybe get lost with some of the other suppliers, but with us, we do a lot of small groups and um, they're really perfect for a Barristar because we, we have a good leisure side and my small groups can just fit really nicely into the equation. Uh, so no group is too small. And if it's too big, I'll let you know, but um, just, just keep that in mind that we'd love to hear from you no matter what you have going on. Shannon is two people too small. <laughs> well, for me it is, but my leadership <laughs> side can work with two people. My groups have to be at least 10 rooms to to asking to, for a friend. <laughs> oh no, yes, yes, yes. No. Two people is perfect. <laughs> Patricia, what about you? What what do you want to leave our listeners with? Even though that is hard to think about traveling now, you know, I really believe that we have to try to push that because, well, the hotels have all the measures. We already know that, you know, the, um, the, the things are getting better. So I think that uh, we really need to begin uh, believing that we can do things and that we can do meetings, that we can do incentives. And that it doesn't matter if, as Shannon said, if it doesn't matter about the size, we are really, really, really willing to welcome the guests again and to do things. So I think that, as I said, we have great professional people in the in in our hotels and in the industry, and we are we really really want to welcome back guests. So yeah, I think that we just want we just have to believe, see if that is possible, and try to you know think of of the next the next uh, meeting in a couple of months. Yeah, I love that. I love the way you phrase that. That it's we just need to believe that that it's all possible and just try. Yeah, because well, it doesn't matter. We know the flexibility has come to. Uh, to stay and we're going to be flexible you know things have changed so much in so we're going to be flexible but if we don't believe that we can do things we won't do them so you know we have to try to at least dream to see well what about the next incentive what about getting people together and it's not the same to do zooms or uh, virtual meetings it's great and you know we we have learned a lot of this but it's not the same to be together. Agreed. Nothing mm -hmm. replaces face to face, and we're we're all ready. And I think, like I said, I'm. I think things are moving. We're, people are contracting. People are are asking for a lot more RFPs. So that's mm -hmm. really really exciting. Yeah. And we yeah I, we're ready to be back to face to face. So we'll see you guys in the Caribe. Absolutely. All right. Well, you'll see me in Europe. Yes, please. And in Madrid. <laughs> I'm coming. You just wait. <laughs> we'll all go to a different place and get back on Zoom. That yeah, sounds from wonderful. From a new location. <laughs> wonderful. Well, thank you so much for having us, Katie and Amanda. I know it was uh, really great, and we look forward to the next one. Yes, yes thank you so much. Thanks, Amelia. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Hi again, Planagers. Thanks for joining us for another episode. Be sure to check out the extra resources from this episode linked in the show notes and on our website, immwell.com. Make sure to follow So Many Places to Go podcast on Instagram and Facebook or International Meeting Managers on LinkedIn because you never know when you'll find those bonus surprises. 
Most importantly, we hope you reach out to our guests and partners to learn more. We know so many of you out there love to travel and experience new destinations and venues for clients and yourself. Until next time, our team will be working hard to travel the globe and bring you along to some of the most amazing places to go. This podcast is produced by Agency Podcasts. Do you have a great place we should go? Let us know in the comments, in an email, or send us a message.